Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, will small businesses match the shipping options of the big retailers this holiday season and marketing lessons from the Dunkin' Donuts name change? Those stories after this. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price, and it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. As Americans gear up for the year-ending shopping spree that... Marks its start, of course, with Black Friday. Those who order online will have some tough choices to make. They can pick up items in a local store or have them delivered to their car in the parking lot. They can reserve clothing online and have it waiting in a fitting room to try on. Or they can take advantage of an expanding menu of free shipping choices, some with guaranteed next-day delivery. Are these ideas here for small businesses to use? More on what's available from Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner. Suzanne set the scene. Retailers, in, a, in an effort to try to adhere to consumer tastes, they're, they're rolling out lots of different options for the way you can get your goods. So not only can you have it delivered to your home, but you can pick it up in store, or you can reserve it in store and try it on there. And there's even there are many iterations within those buckets as well. You can you can have something sh- you ordered online shipped to a store versus buying goods that are just in that one particular store. I mean. It, it goes on and on, and they sort of split hairs on this. And retailers say that, you know, they're doing this because they want to give consumers the option of buying um, in any way that they choose um, at any time. But there's also some fundamental business reasons behind this. You know, it helps to offset some shipping costs, and it can um, reduce the return rate, and it also can boost sales. How does it boost sales? Well, you know, it just gives, you know, if somebody somebody who doesn't qualify for free shipping may not want to order online, but if they have the option of ordering something online and picking it up at their local store, they may be more likely okay. to make the purchase. Gotcha. Did you say Target will have like six different offerings or something like that? That is correct. Yes, they do. We actually had a glossary to run with our story because <laughs> to try to explain some of this stuff. So there, at Target, there's order pickup, which is when you buy something online, you pick it up in a store. Then there's drive up, where you buy online and they and you can um, have the goods delivered curbside to your car in the parking lot. There's something called skip the line, where you can, if you're in the store, you can purchase. You don't have to wait online for a register. You can purchase using a handheld device that lets you skip the checkout line, and it goes on and on. My goodness. Uh, so for consumers, it all sounds uh, wonderful. Do they find it confusing at all? Yes. Some of the shoppers we talk to say, well, one, they don't even, they're not even aware that all the options exist, wow. and, and they don't necessarily know what they mean. You know, people are busy, and they don't have time to sort of study up on, on the differences. And, and you know, the, these options can vary retailer to retailer, so something that means one thing at, one, at Macy's could mean something else at Walmart. Right. We're speaking with Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner about her story entitled Black Friday Shoppers Beware Online Shopping Gets More Complicated. All of this, I, I presume, in some way, shape or form is designed to compete with Amazon. 
Exactly. I mean, especially, well, you know, the free shipping that um, Target and some others have rolled out. Uh, Nordstrom now, in just in the L.A. area, um, you can get free next-day delivery on, on orders just for that area. So this is all designed to compete with Amazon's Prime membership. Well, I saw in your story that uh, online sales expected to increase 15% this holiday season. Do these stores, uh, like have the infrastructure or the bodies to keep up? Well, you know, it's a stretch, and they're all spending lots and lots of money to try to, you know, invest in their e-commerce and their fulfillment capabilities. But, you know, it's it's not just a stretch for the retailers, but it's for, you know, the, the package delivery companies like UPS and FedEx, you know, they're straining, they're at capacity. Yeah. You made an interesting point before earlier about Macy's and that sometimes – right, a particular service is only tied to that particular store. Right. So, you you know, as a shopper now, you really have to, like, dig into this a little bit. So if you buy online and pick up in-store at Macy's, you're only seeing the merchandise available at that particular store versus if you buy online and ship to and elect to ship to store, then you're looking at all of the Macy's merchandise through all its stores and all its distribution centers, and you can choose to have those goods shipped to your local store. But these are sort of very, like, fine details, like splitting hairs a little bit, but it it does really matter in terms of what you're going to be, you know, what you have access to. Thanks, Suzanne. Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Dunkin' Donuts has officially dropped donuts from its name only, having rolled out the new Dunkin' brand in test stores back in January. What's in it for the consumer, if anything? We're joined now by Weldon Long, sales trainer and author of a new book called Consistency Selling. Well, then, how do you see the change to Duncan? Well, you know, you start tinkering uh, around with an iconic brand like that, you got to worry about uh, all types of considerations. You know, the big conversation is about the changing in the name, and that's important. But when you think about the logo, the brand, the colors, the things that are ingrained in our mind that are kind of hardwired, that's not going to change much. They're using the same fonts, the same colors, the same design. Uh, the real question is, uh, you know, what else are they going to do that's going to make or break them? You know, the story's about the iconic brand name. Uh, but Duncan's doing more than just changing the name. They're identifying problems, uh, solving uh, these problems for their customers, changing their operations. Those types of things will be the real tell of the tape, as it were, in terms of uh, how successful this transition really is. Right. Do you think uh, customers generally care about that? Uh, I think they care about the brand experience a lot. You know, when you think about, again, the logo changing, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. The colors, the, so much of it's the same the same font, and that's what's hardwired into the brain. I think, uh, as Emerson said, you know, our actions speak so loudly people can't hear what we say. So it's going to be about the experience that people have when they walk in the store. You think about the old folks, like I'm in my mid-50s, you know, we're, uh, we want consistency. We, we're the ones that are going to fight the brand name change, but we're also the ones who will be very loyal and give them a chance to prove the experience is the same. The younger people, they live their whole life on you know, their mobile devices, and so Duncan has to get up to speed in terms of, you know, allowing people to order on those mobile devices, kiosks, and that type of thing. So, you know, it's going to be all about the experience at the end of the day. Yeah. 
How much of it uh, could be that donuts are not seen as the healthiest choice of foods? Well, for my generation, they're the breakfast champions, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right, Gordon. For the younger people, there's a lot more information about nutrition than we had when I was growing up, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, so I think you're exactly right, you know, but that's, that's the real uh, fine line they have to work because the people that are, let's, you know, 50-plus, uh, baby boomers, uh, the last of the baby boomers, you know, they have expectations for certain types of products that may not be the healthiest, but they go in there and they have their coffee and they have their donuts. The younger people, as you suggest, they're much more aware of, you know, long-term health impacts of carbohydrates and sugars and different things. But that's where they have to make sure if they want to keep the old guard, if they want to keep the old folks, they got to kind of keep offering some of those foods while at the same time, which is what they're doing, by the way, is offering uh, things that are healthier alternatives, drinks, that type of thing to yeah. attract that younger crowd, which, let's face it, we all got to... We all have to get in line with the uh, the millennials eventually. <laughs> We're speaking with Weldon Long, sales trainer, also author of a couple of books. One is called The Power of Consistency. The other, which is due out soon, is called Consistency Selling. And we're talking about the rebranding of Dunkin' Donuts to just Dunkin'. Um, with, the, with regards to the name change, Dunkin' is probably something uh, we've all used as a nickname anyway. It's not like they went and started calling it like a, a you know, brews and pastries or something like that, which really probably would have confused the consumer. Yeah, uh, Dunkin's uh, Donuts and Beer probably wouldn't be a good combination, but you're right because their marketing campaign the last couple of years has been, you know, uh, the world turns on, America turns on Dunkin', right? America, you know, Dunkin' fuels America. So they've been kind of leading this way, obviously, in anticipation of this. So they've kind of get it, they've been getting us used to it, I think. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. All right, so how much uh, of a proving ground do they embark on here in the next, I don't know what, coming weeks or months? Yeah, that's going to be the real challenge, the proving ground, because, again, people will make an exception. Older folks like me are going to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a, a small change in the name, but the experience has to stay the same. So, you know, when you think about franchise operations in general, consistency is the key, right? If you're in New York or you're in Chicago and, and you come to Las Vegas and you go to Taco Bell, you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you go to McDonald's, you know what you're going to get before you walk in. So if you like McDonald's in Chicago, you know you're probably going to like what you get out here. Okay. Not that it's necessarily the best food in the world, but you know what you're going to get. So they have to make sure they focus on that consistent delivery of the experience because that, at the end of the day, is what is going to make or break this entire transition. What about training of the staff? Yeah, that's really important because, you know, uh, it, that comes down to the trust issue. If I'm a customer, I walk into Dunkin' Donuts, and I talk to a staff member, you know, what's going on here, and they give me some type of story, here's what we're trying to do, and then three days later I'm in a different store and I get a different story, now you start tinkering with the trust because that's what the brand is all about, right? I trust Coca-Cola to taste a certain way. I trust Duncan to be a certain way or McDonald's to be a certain way. So absolutely, they've got to invest, and I'm sure they will because they're putting $100 million into this process. They've got to make sure the staff is telling the same story because at the end of the day, stories sell, facts tell, as you know, and so we got to make sure customers are getting the same story, whether they're in Chicago or whether they're in Las Vegas. Thanks, Weldon. Weldon Long, sales trainer and author of a book called Consistency Selling. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is This Morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.